This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to our talk right now with Jim Farley, the Group Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Ford. Great to have you here for our continuing discussion, as well as Amy Wilson from Automotive News and David Kiley from Business Week. Uh, Jim, will the market come back to where it was before? You know, we were bouncing around 16, 17 million units. Some people tell me it'll never come back again. What's your read of it? Do, you know, aside from what it feels like today and how how large that sounds today, aside from that, uh, I would say it's tough to argue right now that the market will return to those levels, even with Gen Y coming uh, to becoming in their prime earning years and all the population growth in the U.S. And there's a couple reasons. One is, I wonder if consumers have access to credit like they did, you know, the leasing portfolios. Um, also, the wealth effect in their home and the other parts of their life may restrict us in the next, you know, decade or half a decade to get to those levels. And frankly, I think um, the other thing is that I think everyone is planning their business at a lower level now uh, from a capacity standpoint, everything. So um, that will reset the industry. Uh, but there are some real positive signs and the, the, the industry is going to come back uh, because the, the population of the, of the UIO is so old right now on the car side. Trucks are... What's UIO? I've never uh, unit, that unit, Units in operation. The car park, if you look at scrappage rates, you know, um, it's pretty predictable. Almost every year there's a predictable number of cars that get scrapped because they're just, you know, wearing out. And uh, that scrappage rate um, is very predictable. It's been constant for the last 20, 10, 10 years, 20 years even. And um, we've seen escalation in the, in the car population that goes beyond just quality improvements. So that's one element that's going to be a positive. The, the real unknown is how many cars are going to be in every household. That, I think, is the most difficult thing to predict because we got to two or three cars per household. You know, I don't think it's going to go to four, but will people go back to two? And it's interesting, as the boomers retire, what will happen at their household fleet? Will they still need three cars? Will they go back to two? What will those two be? I think that is, frankly, is the million-dollar question. But to me, more than the industry size, to me, the most important uh, question for Ford Motor Company is what is the segmentation at that industry size? Mm -hmm. Because that is where you have to make big bets on your product development and powertrain investment. Don't you think, Jim, that um, because of our dependence on the car, on the, on the automobile, because we don't have mass transit yes. largely in this country, the population growth um, and the scrappage rate that what, what we're likely to see is, to your point on segmentation, is a much greater percentage or a great migration to vehicles that are less than, say, $23,000, $4,000, rather than people essentially tapping their home equity, as you pointed out, yeah. for, for vehicles that are thirty-five, thirty-six thousand that are really more car than they need. And I think you're right on, David. I think actually consumers also have really learned from this experience. All Americans, I think, won't ever forget 2008-9 uh, as consumers, at least for a while. I mean, and, and they'll get back to spending and it'll all be great, but people are still gonna ask the question, what do I really need? Mm -hmm. uh, because there are other things in their life, there's retirement, there's healthcare costs, there's a lot of other things that are a lot more expensive than they were uh, just years before. 
and uh, with home values, it's going to take a long time for them to recover. I think people will start to look. And that's why I think Ford's bet on executing core products, democratizing technology to lower end products is really a good bet. How closely are you watching GM and Chrysler and their reworking of their business plans ahead of their uh, presentation to Congress? And how difficult does it make it for you to fine tune you know, your own day-to-day -day operations mm -hmm. when we're still waiting for that information? Well, I think we're, we're obviously watching extremely closely to see our, how our competitors kind of redo their business model, as, as someone put. Um, and obviously, it um, will have big impact. And we have the same stakeholders. We're talking to them uh, about the same topics at Ford. I think it's, uh, it, it's a transformational time for our industry, as we all know. And that's why uh, I think we'll always remember this time. Um, the good news for us is that we have so much new product that sticking to our, our knitting is pretty easy. And frankly, our plan hasn't changed. I joined the company a year and a half ago, and there are still four points to our plan, and it has not changed one iota. What it takes to deliver those four plan points, a little different. So I think the combination of running the, you know, the railroad every day, we, we do not want to um, build too much product. Mm -hmm. That's always been our philosophy. We'll continue to run it, so it's a really a forecasting issue. Those kind of operational issues, they're not really, you know, we're, we're really sticking to our knitting. The issue is kind of longer term restructuring. Ford sells, if I got their numbers right, about 60, 65,000 Crown Vicks a year as police cars. Yes. Uh, in another week or two, we're going to have uh, the CEO of Carbon Motors, a company, a startup yep. that's aiming right at the police market with a purpose-built vehicle only designed for police departments. Can you hold on to that market? How do you respond to something like that? It's a great question. I think there's actually several markets like that, that Ford is really an industry leader. The taxi business, uh, we have uh, the motorhome business. There's a few uh, like that that have, you know, we've really listened to our customers continue to develop products they love. But I think there's going to be technical breakthroughs in a lot of those markets that will be more disruptive, frankly, than we've seen in the past. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Some we already talked about, David's mm -hmm. question about, you know, the, the cities. For the police, though, they have very strict requirements on rear crash, 75 mile, uh, mile per hour rear crash. There's a lot of technical aspects that make that application. Large trunk uh, for their stuff um, that will require, you know, some kind of compromise. The question is, what is the next technical solution for that? Will it be front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive? Will it be rear-wheel drive? Can companies who want to just make that their business have get the liquidity and credit to actually fund themselves to keep up with the R&D? Um, uh, pretty tough, I think, but I, I expect a lot more innovation in the taxi business, the limo livery business, the police business, the motorhome business. We'll see, just like in Europe, we'll see a lot of new technical solutions. Jim, you're the head coach of Ford's image transformation and perception transformation with the public. Um, as of now, Ford is not taking government loans. Um, you folks have been out there a lot pointing that out, you know, making sure that people understand that you're not tapping the loans. If the market slides to the point where you really have no choice but to tap that line of credit with the government that you've talked about, do you think that that will be a substantial setback to the sort of image of strength and independence that, that you've been kind of cultivating these last, these last months? 
Well, I think that uh, customers in the U.S., I mean, our image around the world is, you know, different. Uh, in Europe right now, I think in December, we're a number one, a number two brand. Um, I think that in January, our share was, on, you know, above 9%. In Asia, you know, depending on the country, we have different images. But here in North America, I, uh, Americans really connect with a company that can, in this kind of a day and age, pull itself up by the bootstraps. Mm -hmm. And I do think that if that day were to come, um, we would have to we would have to talk to customers about what our plan is, mm -hmm. um, and we have already seen quite a bit even sales floor traffic customers coming in saying, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing. What's this product about? Uh, and uh, we we are going to do everything we can to run our business and uh, and get through this very difficult time, you know, on our own terms. We. Will you um, delay product programs in order to keep from a um, accessing emergency loans if, if it comes to that? I, I would say that uh, we, we will do everything we need to do, but that we also realize at the same time that the product programs are the thing that are going to make Ford a sustainable company. We've seen four months in a row of retail share uh, increases here in the U.S. Uh, and uh, we think that's because of new vehicles like MKS and, and F-150 and even Flex. Uh, and so uh, that, that'll be a very difficult co uh, conversation. We may have to make adjustments here and there, uh, but we are so committed to keeping our product uh, portfolio fresh and world-class, and that is our number one priority. I've got, probably we'll make this uh, the last question. Uh, when you were here, when you worked for Brand T, mm. you talked all about engagement in advertising and marketing. Yes. How, can you measure engagement in your advertising? Is it something that you're still focused on? Yes, actually there's two companies that measure uh, engagement uh, online. They have consumers watch uh, commercials uh, and then they uh, measure engagement. It's really interesting actually what you find. Uh, and what we're finding is the content of the show and the message have to really be aligned. You know, football, and uh, entertainment uh, F-Series ads, maybe not so much, but um, what we've tried to do with the new F-Series, talking about fuel economy and really the product features, uh, and working that in the halftime show and then a commercial right after talking about the same features, that's, that's really the kind of engagement um, uh, information we're getting back that's helping us. So there are actually third party, in fact, uh, this year in the upfront media buy, some companies uh, like mine uh, got guarantees on the new shows based on engagement. The one thing you don't know any see every season on TV shows is how well the show's going to do, or frankly, if the show does well, who's it do well with? Um, and so we actually have worked with the networks to get guarantees around engagement. And how, if they're do, not how do you there, measure that? How do you know you're getting the engagement? There's, there's, the, there's, companies. there's yeah. uh, two or three companies. Mm -hmm. We have one that we use. We both, the network and we agree on the testing methodology and they test the show and the numbers come back and if the engagement scores are above a certain level, then fine. And if they're not, then we get to make good. But the engagement level depends somewhat on the quality of your creative, not on Absolutely. the, not on the, so how do you work that out? Oh, it's part of it. They have uh, several questions they ask and it is, they are able to absolutely isolate what's driving the engagement. Your message, the way it's presented, 
or its complementariness of the engagement of the show itself. It's really interesting, and it's the first tool I've seen in a long time where it brings all the pieces together. You're creative, the show, the content of the, mm -hmm. the show you're on, and uh, kind of actually the surrounding commercials and the pod you're running in even. Yeah. And this is the first year that, that you've done this? For, engage, for uh, media buying, we've yeah. been doing it for a while and measuring it. Um, yeah, but for media buying and tying the, yeah. the make goods Perfect. to that, yeah. Yes. Very good. Real good. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on Autoline. Gr been great to have you back here. My pleasure. And David and Amy, thank you too as well. Thanks for having us.